Wow. Welcome back, everybody, to the West Coast Off-Road Podcast with myself, Nick Garvin. Um, man, what a weekend of racing it was. Uh, just absolutely awesome. This is what the West Coast is all about. We had freaking National Heron Hound opening round out in Lucerne Valley. We had, uh, you know, uh, the SRA GP going on. We had the works racing of their opening round at the Prim out there at Prim Valley. Um, what just extreme amounts of racing going on in the off-road industry, and uh, what a what a great weekend of racing, honestly. Um, anyways, you guys. I got to say, I uh, didn't want to go out to Prim. Um, honestly, not kind of my thing for a Sunday. Uh, driving all the way out to Prim wasn't my ideal plan. But I do promise to come out to some works races. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody in the dark, um, obviously. And uh, this is this podcast is mainly for you guys that listen and uh, mainly for these pros because we really need some light on the off-road racing um, on the West. We don't really have much. Um, we have Cato, who's the best, the best uh, guy that's out there for us, I believe, uh, giving as much publication as he can for us. Now, we need to modernize it as well. Um, doing a podcast like this might help bring light onto uh, what we have. You guys deserve it um, more than anything. So, anyways, uh, today I'm going to be doing this by myself. Um, I have a really busy week at work. Yes, I have a real job, so I really need to uh, focus on that. And uh, I can't wait for my brother to get off work, and I can't wait to listen to anybody else uh, come into my house and tell me all about racing and all that stuff. So that didn't make any sense, but let's get right into this. Um, first off, are you traveling to Baja? Remind yourself, you need to have insurance. Uh, find yourself, BajaBound.com, your one-stop shop. For needed insurance bundles, make sure you give them a call or simply just go to their website, type in your information on there, BajaBound.com, your car, you know, your year, make, model, the whole thing, and simply get a quote today. Uh, BajaBound is your traveling guide for your next adventure. So please head over to BajaBound.com. Um, again, they are a sponsor of this podcast, and we have a segment called the BajaBound uh, Amateur Spotlight, and we will get into that today. Um, so uh, I actually went out to the National Heron Hound on Sunday, uh, round one at Desert MC, uh, presented by Desert MC, um, and obviously put on by the National Heron Hound uh, Association or organization, whichever one you want to go with. But um, wow, I mean, honestly, DMC really draws the crowds. Um, they, even though it was a dusty race, I know a lot of people didn't come out uh, that they probably wanted to, but the i would say the abc guys really filled in that gap and uh desert mc to me this is just my you know outlook on it to me puts on one of the better national heron hounds um and maybe i'm being biased because i'm from lucerne valley or i'm not from lucerne valley but i grew up racing in district 37 so you know desert mc uh to me has always put on the best one of the best race checkers puts on a really good race as well um, and I really wish that their race would be a national heron hound because their race is badass. Um, maybe not so bike breaking, but it's, it's pretty badass. Um, I know desert MC puts on a tough competitive, uh, makes you really, uh, uh, wonder a few times why you race dirt bikes. But then at the end of the day, it's amazing. Like you're like, wow, I just did that. That was awesome. So, um, so I headed out there to the national heron hound, um, uh, uh the first 20 guys probably saw me out there at my mile marker 2530. I was right before road crossing two. Um, I went up kind of hidden back there. I, I got to drive the Raptor. So I was stoked. Um, I gotta say, uh, I don't know if I was impressed or if I was more or less just like kind of baffled. Right. So the top seven guys came by and it was like, okay, like blanket them over a minute. Right. But then seven through, I would say seven through 15 was just, there's just the separation between seven and 15 is unbelievable, right? I just, I, there's a little, the, the pro 450 class really, uh, I feel is, is light right now out there. And I don't mean that in, 
uh, I don't mean that in like competition wise. I mean that like we need more entries in the Pro 450 class. So as the season gets later on in two, um, I really hope that that class uh, begins to grow. I like, for instance, I was talking to somebody the other day and typically like Justin Morgan's in there, right? Uh, myself, I race some national heron hounds here and there. Uh, Ryan Smith is usually in there. You know, these, the, these are, you know, uh, there's another, uh, what's his face? Oh, Nick Burson's usually in there, but you know, Nick's obviously moving on with life, but th this is what I'm talking about. Like, to, uh, we need more guys like that, right. To come in and race this series because the series is badass. And a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these pro guys don't, you know, don't, I don't, I think they don't, um, what's the correct term for saying this? I don't think they respect the desert. You know what I mean? These guys are gnarly, right? Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's just too gnarly. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you, we need more guys out there racing national heron hounds because, uh, this series is awesome and you're never going to be disappointed. And, uh, yeah. So I was out there, uh, road crossing diesel, go diesel, stop. I was out there at road, road crossing right before road crossing two. Um, Taylor Robert came in uh, again on the factory KTM looking flawless. Uh, you know, the sky doesn't really, uh, you put them anywhere out there, any race organization, any race series. And the guy's going to be a threat no matter what. When I heard Taylor was coming back to national hair and hounds, I was like, wow, good. This will stiffen up the competition. It'll give these guys, you know, a run for their money for sure, because he's, Ideally, he's the one to beat in my eyes as long as with Dalton Shirey. I mean, they're reigning champs of the series. Um, you know, those two guys to me, I feel like would be like my top two. And then Augerbright, Wasson, Roberts, uh, Preston Campbell. I mean, these those guys too, right? Like these that it's so tough to say that, right? Cause you got to blanket them right there. Those guys can win on any given day. Any of those guys can win. Um, it's just, it's all about that start and who's going to get it. And it's just so exciting to talk about. Cause I, I love these guys. I mean, these guys are, these guys make off-road racing great. So, um, uh, so Taylor came by and, uh, I mean, within four to five seconds, Jake was right behind him. Um, nine 11, you can't, you can't leave him out of question. I mean, as much as he hasn't been riding lately and putting his fitness all together, this is Lucerne Valley. He grew up in District 37. So he grew up racing out in Lucerne Valley every weekend for like five years straight, six years straight. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say like 20 years straight. So to me, you know, as much as Jake was like, ah, I feel, I feel froggy. Yeah, bull crap. Dude, this is Jacob Augerbite we're talking about, you know. So he comes in second. Joe Wasson, uh, coming in third on the factory beta. He's your reigning champion. Um, right behind him was Preston Campbell. And then, uh, Zane Roberts was fifth. Uh, and then, oh, I think Dalton Shirey, uh, he might've been in sixth at that point. But again, he was a little, he was, again, he was a little further back. He didn't get the, the start that he wanted. I'm sorry. So Clayton Gerster was actually sixth, and then Dalton Shirey came in fifth or sick or behind him. So, I mean, ideally, right. So ideally the blanket on the top seven guys or is, is there, is there, I mean, I wouldn't even say that because I mean the top six guys really the, the first loop. Okay. It's 42 miles long. Taylor did it in 50 minutes, 56 minutes and 38 seconds. Like, okay. That's pretty gnarly for a guy that, you know, hasn't been racing desert in the last few years and he comes out and he just throws down a heater right right out of the gate right out of the gate um he, i for sure thought he was going to walk away with it i you know after watching him come by i'm like holy crap this dude is ripping so i i'm thinking taylor's going to walk away with this you know jacob was right there i mean i really thought that he was going to uh i really thought he was going wow jake you know your sponsors on your sponsors list says suck it i'm not really sure that uh that's a great thing to do for sponsors but okay um so i really thought jacob was gonna uh maybe put some pressure on taylor uh just if it got a little bit tightened up but then again i mean it's just these guys are one speed baby they're one speed and uh once someone gets out front it's really hard to reel them in because that clean air is amazing so 
you're going to do everything you can in your power to stay out front in the clean air. And uh, I'm sure that's Taylor's motto, right? These guys are all vying for a whole shot. Get out front and do it right. So um, when it came down to it, uh, the second loop, I was getting minor information. Again, the guys out in the desert, right? We have to remind ourselves there's not a lot of service out there. Um, I wasn't getting really good uh, feedback on far as getting things out because I couldn't get anything in on my phone. So I had to drive around, get some service, and then we finally would find some service and then go from there. So from what I understood, Taylor, Taylor Roberts came in. He got a good pit on Jacob Augerbright came in second. Okay, at 20, uh, 57, 16, and uh, Joe Wasson followed him at 57, 24. Joe and Jake were in the pits at the same time. And as Augerbright says in his interview, and I'll play that for you guys later on, he wasn't real stoked on the fact that Joe passed him in the pits. Now, I know there's a rule with the Heron Hound stuff. You're not allowed to pass in the pits. You're supposed to stay at 15 miles an hour. Yeah, that didn't happen in the pits. That's for sure. But I'm not going to say anything. They're racing. They're doing their thing. Is it? Is that the strategy we go at? Because I've seen the strategy a lot uh, in the pits before. Now, a fast, clean pit, understandable. You can, If you're in and out before the other guy, yes. But passing, yeah, I don't know about that. Not really stoked on that whole situation i mean jacob wasn't really stoked on that whole situation um again racing's racing right joe beat him even jake said hey joe rode great he beat me but the whole pet pit thing man i get it because the dust is now two times as much you're sitting in third and you now you're just riding on edge because you don't know what you're hitting at that point with the dust you have to back it down reel them in back it down reel it in really until they make a mistake that you're going to get around them right so um, that's how they left the pits. Uh, Preston was right behind them as well. He was 10 seconds back at most, uh, with the 57, 34 roll, rolling in the pits. And then, like I said, guys, this was a huge gap, right? So these guys, like the next guy didn't come in until, um, uh, an hour 10. And that was, uh, Clayton Gerst, Clayton Gerster. Uh, with an hour seven and, and Dalton with an hour 10. So that's almost a three minute gap between five and 10. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, from four to five. And then the rest kind of just trickled in slowly. So if that doesn't tell you that the guy, if you need a good start to get out there, yes. But the we need to fill that gap between five and 10 a little bit more with a little bit more uh, pro 450 guys because I anticipate the Pro 250 guys to maybe be back a little bit, but not not as severe as what they <laughs> they rolled into. So um, Dalton Shirey, obviously, he didn't get a good start. Uh, we talked about this. He he just didn't get a good start. Bike didn't start. He said that he was last off the line or one of the last guys off the line, and it was just so tight. Um, and Virgin, the first loop was just so tight. And Virgin, Rocky, cross trainee, he just said he wasn't comfortable getting off trail and. And that's just how it is. Sometimes you just have to sit back and let the race come to you as much as you don't want that to be the case in a desert race when it's when it's dry and it's it's dusty and you, there's just nothing you can do. You have to just sit back because if you don't, you are going to crash. Ask Clayton Roberts about that. <laughs> Poor Clayton, you know, he's riding up there. He's up in the top few guys. He tries to make a pass and he ends up hitting a yucca and going over and his race is done. His race was over before it even really started. So, you know, it's a bummer for him. And I look forward to him being in the top pro 250 guys. He he should be a favorite, you know, one of the top three guys. But his race was over. So, you know, kudos to Dalton for bringing it back, getting level-headed, and then pushing forward when he could. So um, my dog is playing with his toy right now. So if you hear him barking or sliding, it's because he's playing with his toy. Hey, stop. Stop it. Go. Go lay down. Go. Go lay down. Go. Sorry. The guy's crazy right now. Um, anyways, uh, so Dalton Kim comes in. Uh, he finishes out the top five, really, uh, in the, into the pits with Clayton Gerster. 
Um, Corbin McPherson, he had a really bad start. I mean, the guy came in the pits uh, at, uh, an hour and two, and a Carter Klein had already rolled in at ninth overall with an hour and not an hour. So, I mean, he had a two-minute gap. I know Carter's nursing a bad back, but they only finished, you know, 12 seconds apart, 13 seconds apart. So, at the end of the day, Carter, you know, did a really good job. He nursed his back, and uh, he brought it in. Um, as the second loop went out, traditionally, the second loop means it gets tougher, uh, typically. I mean, I've had races where it's vice versa. It's fast, and then it's slow, So, um, or slow and then fast. So... This one, traditionally, they did a second loop technical. A lot of the guys said it was fun. It was pretty gnarly in some areas, but what do you expect? I mean, you guys got, you guys, you have guys like Maverick and Maverick Chewy and Ryan Smith, you know, uh, Dylan, his brother, uh, Maverick's brother. Th these guys know how to make a national and what a national is. Desert MC knows what they're doing when it comes to that stuff. So kudos to them for making a nice, hard second loop. Uh, kind of funny i was standing up on the rocks watching them come down this hill and i noticed that joe was right on taylor i mean when i say right on taylor he was only like 15 seconds back um coming down the hill and i noticed uh taylor's clutch perch was gone and it was dangling uh on the ground like picking up the rocks picking up the rocks i'm like what the you know you're like looking at that like no way like this guy's right riding down one of the most technical downhills in North Anderson. And he's straight up has no clutch, just powering down a hill. And you can't, you, you don't want to stall it because he doesn't have a clutch, right? So you can't just pull in your clutch and start your bike. Like you have to keep the momentum rolling forward. So kudos to Taylor. Um, that just shows you what the type of racer he is. He, he's got bike control. He's smart, fast, awesome. So, Kudos to Taylor. Taylor came in first uh, overall today on the Red Bull FMF KTM, um, really showing that his true skills can be applied anywhere across uh, the, the West Coast. Honestly, the guy's a works champion. He's a national champion. Um, I mean, the guy's just the guy's just unbelievably good. He's an ISD champion, overall champion, multi gold medalist. Uh, the guy has won World Enduros before. I mean, this guy's He's legit. <laughs> There's no better way of saying it. That's why he rides for Factory KTM, and that's why Factory KTM has him on their team. This guy is a—he's a contender, and any champion you put him in, you know, he only, he barely lost the Works Championship last year to Dante. So, again, kudos to Taylor Robert. Uh, Factory Beta Joe Wasson came in second, right on his butt, re reigning champion, showing that he's going to be a threat for the rest of the year. Obviously, to Taylor, um, I only see probably good things coming for Joe. Uh, we'll see as the series rolls on throughout the year. Preston Campbell, JCR Honda, uh, Fly Racing VP, JL Ray and Kenda sponsored motorcycle finishing and rounding out the top three. Congratulations, Preston Campbell. Um, this is my pick uh, for, you know, for who I see getting their first W this year. And being a real contender this year is Preston Campbell for sure. I think he's going to prove that, you know, once he gets that first win, he's just going to show that he is the man at that point. I just think he needs to finish that in that first spot and he'll get it. So kudos to Preston, get that start and, you know, you're going to do it. Um, Jacob Augerbright rounding out the top uh, four here on his uh, team green Kawasaki. Um, I don't, know who his sponsors are besides flow vision and fly racing uh it just says suck it and his sponsors so i don't know if that's a joke or what um but congratulations jacob for coming off the couch basically you know i know you've been working really hard uh as far as working working so congrats dalton shirey on the three bros hatch racing husqvarna zip tie racing and eks brand goggles uh, another guy that I expect to see up in the top five. He works really hard. He needs to be up there in the top five, and that's just it. He needs to be up there. Uh, this is a consistent ride. You know, yes, he's a few points back, but it's fine. This is a good ride for him. He needs to. He needs to remember that this is the long series. You have eight more races or nine more races. So good, kudos to him. Uh, Clayton Gerster on.
the DC Yamaha. Congratulations on the ride and congratulations on getting top six. Uh, that was a consistent ride by him. Um, I look forward to him to being good in the tighter rounds. Uh, he has that West Coast or that uh, hair scrambles kind of back background, and he's really good, you know, at that type of racing. And obviously, he's good at desert racing. But the, the tighter it gets, the better he's going to perform. Um, Corbin McPherson, congratulations, the reigning 250 Pro champion, getting seventh overall. You guys, wow, we have a loose program rolling over here. Loose program, okay? Uh, Corbin, if people actually knew what was going on with him, like he, he, with, with what he's doing to get to these races, people would understand a little bit more. But boy, oh boy, when I rolled up and saw uh, Corbin, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Jeremy Cable and Skyler, so I had to like call them instantly, you know, and say, dude, what is going on? I know you guys help him out, but man, that bike is hammered. Uh, so dude, for getting seventh overall and riding what you're riding, congratulations. You, uh, I know you're waiting on some bikes, so let's, uh, let's get a little prep work going. Um, I think we need to, uh, I need to, you know, I might be sending this guy some plastic kits, maybe some graphics to go with the bike. Uh, maybe just an all around fresh rebuild for him because this guy needs it. Um, but he did a great job spray painted X one number plate, um, in the right size. He wanted to let the, let the guys know that he has the right size lettering on his bike, which I think is clever. Whoever comes after you for not having the right size lettering, like, uh, which he was protested last year, I think is complete utter bull crap. Like, Honestly, if you get beat, you get beat, okay? And for someone to come up and protest you for not having the right letter-sized freaking numbers on your motorcycle, I think is just stupid. Like, grow up, right? Like, you got beat. You got beat all last year. You got beat. He is the champion. Way to go, Corbin. The Even the spray-painted number plates. This guy doesn't have very much support. So... Kudos to you, bro. Seventh overall, first Pro 250, followed by Carter Klein. Uh, I know his family helps run his program. He had a bad back coming in. So eighth overall, right behind Corbin, literally right behind him. Kudos to you, uh, Carter. I'm sure you're going to be up there you know, later on when you're feeling healthy. Uh, Brody Hona, I think his name is. I believe he's like the reigning Moran champion, uh, which basically is uh district 37 but in uh nevada i forget what district they are but he's part of the trailblazer mc uh crew they put on the um the race up in panaca i'm, I'm pretty confident uh, anyways he's a good uh asset to the series hopefully we'll see more of him he was riding the pro class on the on a kawasaki so kudos to him and then Nick Collinjelly rolling out uh, the podium for the Pro 250 guys, and third of or third Pro 250 and 10th overall, rounding out the top 10. And just off of that was Arturo Salas and Trevor Hunter rolling in 12th. Um, yeah, I mean, m not much to say uh, as far as anything else goes. Uh, the 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 racing was tight in the top four guys, five or top four guys most of the day. Um, Good battles. I look forward to seeing more out of this series, right? I look forward to seeing who's going to be pushing, uh, I guess, forward from here. Um, I don't really have anybody that I saw that I was like, wow, like they're going fast. Um, we really need, you know, I'm saying like no one stood out to me. Uh, no one really stood out to me like, wow. You know, I look forward to seeing this guy in the future get up there. Um, and I mean that like expert wise and, and amateur amateurs, um, the pro guys, they know where they stand. So congrats to those guys. Uh, uh, first, the first uh, open a guy was DJ Weber. Um, he's on the rideable AEO fast house showy flow vision uh, and David Fulmer, who's your one a champion. Uh, he finished right behind him, uh, maybe, yep, just under a minute behind him. So, you know, these guys are uh, guys are ripping around. Oh, wow, I didn't even see this. Urban Powers, uh, he's a former racer of the series. Uh, he got 15th overall, and 
that's good for him. I haven't seen him in a long time. So congratulations, Irving. Um, welcome back to the series. And uh, wow, look forward to seeing you guys. So yeah, congratulations to all the racers again. Um, good, good, good season uh, starting off. So uh, we look forward to c carrying more of that National Heron Hound into the later year. Uh, you know, following this series is one of my main objectives. Um, I'm going to be going to some of these races later on in the year to, you know, actually race, race them. So, yeah. So, congratulations. Uh, on to uh, works. Uh, I did not get to go out to the works series this weekend, um, but I had some eyes on the guys out there. Um, I had to you just have to pick and choose what races you really want to go to. Um, and for me, I look about, I look at my gas bill and I'm like, yeah, which ones do I want to actually drive to? Because <laughs> which one's going to cost me the most to go to, right? Like that's kind of where I'm at. So let's get started with the open pro 450 guys. Um, I mean, again, it kind of masked, right? So it kind of masked exactly what we saw last weekend. Just kind of flip it flip the script, right? Flip the script. So, uh, coming in first overall was Dante Oliveira on the factory KTM, uh, team, uh, with Cole Martinez rounding ended up in second and Trevor Stewart in third rounding out the top three. But, but from what I understood, this was a close, close, close race. Um, there was times where they came in literally three seconds apart and finishing three seconds apart. So if that doesn't tell you that Cole Martinez is on a roll, he is on a roll. He's on that SLR Honda uh, with a Showa back. Showa back. So, <laughs> dude, this, these guys, are they figured it out. Cole is finding his zone. He's comfortable. He's going to put pressure on the champ. He is going to put pressure on the champ, and that is going to happen more often than not this year. Um, now, consistency needs to be there, obviously, throughout the year. For Cole, but Dante obviously he knows how to win races, he knows how to win championships. But Dante, it doesn't surprise me to see him win. But it's it doesn't it, it does surprise me. It gets me excited to see Cole now pushing him forward. He's putting pressure on him. He's showing that I can win these races. I beat you last weekend. Why can't I beat you this weekend? So I think the belief is there. He's riding that high right now, where it's just nothing is going to stop him. Nothing's going to get in his way. I mean, the freaking guy puts down a heater on the last lap, throws down a 1031. So the pace was rolling all freaking day. I mean, listen, this is, this is just, this is just, uh, me talking and babbling. Right. But I'm getting excited looking at these lap times. Okay. Cole rolls in at a 1039, uh, first lap, Dante 1027 first lap right? Okay. They finished over the course of two hours. Okay. They, over the course of two hours, Dante rolls in at a 1034 on the last lap. Cole Martinez rolls in at a 1031 on the last lap. Okay. These guys are shredding the whole race. I think the whole race, they drifted in a, but 10 seconds, 10 seconds, the whole race. So these guys are freaking pushing it to the limit. So congratulations again to Dante, Cole, and Trevor Stewart. Again, what did I tell you guys last week? It's going to take a few races for Trevor Stewart to get to the front. But once uh, how, once you get to the front of the race, right? Once you get to the front uh, and like see the pace, you're going to get back to where you were. I think that's all it took for Trevor. It was just getting back to where he was, right? So he drifted, obviously being as far as back as eighth on the first lap. But if you look back at it, if you look at his lap times, he just consistently rolled forward all day long. So he went from eighth to by finishing third um, on the last lap. So he must have had a really good battle going with uh, Austin Walton there. Uh, another guy that I'm surprised to see off the podium, but uh, I, I listened to his... Uh, his Instagram and you know, he had a little issue there at the end, but that's fine. A top five finish in a series that's 10 rounds, right? That's a great, great, great finish for him. Um, so kudos again to Austin. I mean, I'm sorry. Kudos again to Trevor Stewart on the Pervine's Yamaha rounding out the top three. 
another surprise for me, uh, Tyler Lynn seems to f like he figured out something over the course of a week. Um, never fell off more than uh, fourth place or fifth place. So he was fourth through third at one point and then rolling out to five and then finally finishing back at fourth. I mean, this is good for Tyler. He needs that little confidence push, and I think he has Robbie Bell just absolutely in his ear, letting him know the perfect way to race a motorcycle. Robbie Bell is not shy of championships. Robbie Bell is a multi-time champion in multi-series. This guy has the best, one of the best uh, racers in his ear telling him what to do, how to go about it, and it's going to come for Tyler Lynn, right? There's not, there's not a lot of pressure, I don't think, over there. I think it's more or less like, you're young, we need to get you smarter, we need to get you more fit, and we're going to get there, and we're going to win races. Tyler Lynn is that pick. I see him in a podium position at either Works or NGPC by the end of the year on that uh, Precision Factory Cowie. Um, am I surprised by the fourth? A little bit, just based off of what I saw in Delano, but it looks like he turned it around, fourth place finish, exactly what he needs. Austin Walton coming in fifth, rounding out the top five. Like I told you, you guys, he had a little bit of an issue uh, on the first uh, or on the last few laps there. Um, dude, uh, he's so talented. He's so fast. And he's going to be, like I said, the top three guys, top four guys, you know, between Dante, Cole, Trevor, and, and Walton, they're going to be there. And the blanket is over those guys. There's a blanket covering those top five guys. That's how it's going to be, I think, throughout the year. Um, we'll just see where he ends up uh, at the next race, NGPC. But the, the factory, like I'm more or less saying, the factory Husky guys are so legit over there. And that bike and the way Austin looks, I think this is going to be one of his best years coming. And start top five, that's fine. I mean, he, he doesn't need to win every race, but being in that top three, I know, is so, um, how do you say it? Like, being in the top three, you need to be in the top three, right? If you're going to be a championship contender, getting there. So, hopefully, next round, he backs it up. So, top five, good for him. Congratulations on that Rockstar Energy uh, Husky. Or I think it's just Factory Husqvarna now. I'm, I forget. I need to figure that one out or get in that program. Uh, Justin Hoff. Uh, heft on the uh, Kilmartin Husqvarna coming in sixth. Uh, Travis Damon, uh, no shy on the works racing, uh, finishing in seventh. Dare D. Martel. Now this one's kind of surprised me with the eighth overall. Um, he really, he was in sixth on the first lap and kind of just rode a eighth place race uh, on the factory beta. I look for more out of him. He's got more to show. I know he does. Maybe last week is still kind of playing into effect. Um, we'll see how he ends up. Uh, Cole Zeller uh, at ninth, and then rounding out the top ten was Matt Maple. Um, looks like uh, Talon had a problem, uh, and same with Giacomo Redondi. Looks like they both had problems on the weekend. I uh, look for more out of Talon. I look for more out of Giacomo. So we'll see how they end up. Um, I know uh, Prim was a sandy, whooped-out, chopped-out course. Uh, I know it suits Dante really well. So later in the year, I'm I'm sure we're going to see more close racing out of all these guys. I know the next round's at Glen Helen. Look for that Pervines Yamaha guy uh, of Trevor Stewart to be out there uh, being a top contender. But also Cole Martinez. Cole got his one of his first wins, I believe, there uh, last year out at the Work Series. So again... It's up in the air who can win these races, honestly. These guys are so competitive and so strong, and they're so fast throughout the whole race. They're no shy of fitness here. These guys are pushing the limit every lap. Some of these laps, are fa their faster laps are later on in the race. I mean, if that doesn't show you what off-road is about, you know, that should, uh, they deserve more respect is what I'm getting at. They deserve more. They, they, they really do. They really do. 30-minute motos, oh my gosh, yeah, at the highest level, good for them. These guys are doing two-hour motos at the highest level on a course that's just as rough, if not rougher. These these potholes and, and square edge are different bumps than like what you see on a motocross track. They're not, they're not 
like groomed up bumps. They're not, you know, soft uh, dirt bumps. These are hard, rough, square edge, high speed bumps. Their hands are just getting ripped out there. So for the... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I say it. The, the pro guys in motocross are on another level. I mean, they kudos to them. These guys are gnarly, right? A lot of us wish we could do it, but these pro guys in the off-road just absolutely push it to the limit. So hopefully we'll see more out of uh, more out of the off-road guys later on in the year. Maybe some of them jump in some pro motocross and see how they end up there. So um, jumping onto the pro 250 guys, uh, another class, I told you guys this class was going to be the high competitive class. Um, didn't really get a lot of entries. Uh, they had 11, 11 total pros. Um, it seems that the NGPC gets a little bit more entries in the works, but a lot of these guys race multiple series and, you know, some race hair and hounds and some race NGPC, some race works in NGPC. So, I'm sure we'll see this class build up throughout the year when they go to Glen Helen. You know, uh, we always see, tend to see more racers come out at Glen Helen than we do anywhere else, I think. But um, th oh, through the course of time, we're going to see this class start to fill up. Uh, on the RPM, KTM, Mateo Oliveira following his brother's footsteps overall or taking the, the W in the Pro 250 class throwing down some fast lap times. I mean, dude, his sprint lap times at 1037 on the first lap, incredible amount of speed out of him. Um, I look, like I said, I'm not surprised by Mateo winning this. This is a rough, sandy, whooped out track. Those Olivia brothers, they, they just somewhat have like this passion to haul ass in the roughest conditions and prove that they're just super fast and super just, uh, I don't know, gnarly. They're just super gnarly. Is that the best way to put it? They're gnarly. So congratulations to Mateo Oliveira, RPM KTM. Again, dominating fashion, winning or you know, out front almost every single lap. Uh coming in a close second was again on the SLR Honda, Jack Simpson from Australia. This guy, okay, he's going to figure it out. This is only a second USA race. If I'm looking back, you know, if I'm the top guy on the podium and I'm seeing Jack up there again, week two in second, I'm thinking, shoot, it's only a matter of time before he figures out how to go fast for two hours straight. Not saying that he's not going fast because he's getting second, but when he contests for a W, I think I see a lot more coming from him is what I'm saying. I see the comfortability on the 250 a little bit more. I see the comfortability of, you know, how the bike is working every weekend from here to A to B. He's never raced these tracks. He's never been here. Well, he did race the Mint 400 one year, but again, complete different style racing. I'm saying he's never raced the GPs. He's never done that. And just to come here and have basically a blind bike set up at a track, I mean, Dude, come on. Come on, dude. Congratulations, Jack Simpson, SLR Honda. Making him proud, dude. Making him proud. I'm sure you're making Daddy Mark feel great. You know, I know how Mark Samuels is. So, congratulations, Daddy Mark. Uh, two guys in the top two uh, in the in the high class. I mean, you're, you're pushing those uh, Austrian brand bikes out of the way. So, we'll see if uh, he can wrap, uh, he can get, he can do it here in works too. So congrats, Jack. Stay healthy throughout the year. I'll look forward to seeing you in Taft. You're going to do good there. I already know that, but uh, congratulations. Uh, okay, big surprise on the top three guy. Now, I know this guy's been working hard. I, know we, I talk to him ever so often on Instagram. I shoot him messages, you know, motivating messages, because I believe that this guy is going to get up there again with these three guys. Um, he's going to do it. He did it this weekend. This is a huge confidence booster. Thomas Dunn on the Purvines Yamaha. Congratulations, bud. I know you've worked really hard to get this third place. Another guy that I see just overcoming himself to get to where he wants to be. He's top three in the Pro 250 class. This is amazing for Thomas Dunn. This is the ride that he deserves. He needs to do this now at NGPC where this. I believe that the the series is a little bit more 
mm, let's say it's a little bit more uh, competitive, right? I feel like the there, there's a few guys missing out of this group, but he will get back to that top step. He just needs to crawl his way. This is the big step. He just took a leap, eighth to third in one weekend. I know he's been working a little bit with Colton Udall. So if that doesn't say anything, I know how that program works. I'm a part of that program. Look what it did for myself. Now, he's going to apply that now to himself, Thomas Dunn. Thomas Dunn is going to do that. So congratulations, Thomas. Way to make Pervine's Yamaha proud. Two podiums for them this weekend. I'm sure Ron is smiling ear to ear. Justin Seeds riding the Pro 250 class, finishing fourth. Um, I'm sure he's happy with that. He was dead last on the start. He crawled his way back up to fourth throughout the course of um, the race. He threw down some pretty fast lap times. Uh, obviously, he's riding really well. Chase Larson. Uh, oh, this is Chase Larson. Okay, so I met this kid at the NGPC series last week. Um, he is from Oregon. He's racing works and he's racing um, NGPC. He's going to be at all these races. He's from Oregon. He's moved to Arizona for the year. And uh, uh, this is a good fit. This has got to be a confidence boosting race for him getting top five in, in this competitive class. Uh, I look forward to seeing more out of Chase. I look forward to talking, getting to know him a little bit more. Kai Alelo, uh looks like he was in second right off the start. Uh, first two laps. I know he had some issues. Uh, I, you know, let the team tell you what was going on. I don't want to say much. Uh, he's got, again, second place challenging Mateo for uh, the first few laps. I mean, this is this is kind of the kid I see also being a dark horse in this series once he figures it out. <clears throat> Jacob Alvarez, seventh place. Uh, not where we want to be, Jake. Not where we want to be, but we're going to get you back. I'm sure you're going to be back there. I don't know what happened uh, over the top of the course of the race. It looks like you were top five. Uh, throwing down some... Mm, yeah, throwing down some really, actually really good laps. So I look forward to seeing Jake get to the top step. He needs a start. I really know he needs a start. Mason Olsen finishing eighth. Tyler Belknap finishing ninth. Tyler, what the hell are we doing, bud? We got to figure this out. Uh, I expect a little bit more out of you, kid. I know you can do it. You just got to believe in yourself a little bit more, I think. Um, and then Tyler Ducre, I'm not sure who he is, uh, finishing 10th on that KTM. So, Pro 250 class, Pro Pro class, again, highly competitive. I look forward to seeing these racers grow a little bit more. So, congratulations to a majority of you guys. Um, I think there's a lot more coming, for sure. <laughs> And uh, this is a long series. You guys, this is the opening rounds of both these series. And I don't know. These guys are just fast. Uh, but they have to be healthy to finish throughout the year. So the mistakes, mistake prone is probably where we need to uh, to see the champion that comes out and, and, and really uh, does it right. So, all right. So let's just jump on to the Pro-Am class. Pro-Am class. Uh, this is the basically mixture of uh, the younger 15. I think it's uh, 15 through – no, not 15 through. It's the guys that aren't the pros but are the pros, right? So it's like in between class. Um, following his brother's footsteps as well, Collier Martinez, Brandy Richards coming in second, and Drake Haker coming in third. Um Collier, I watched him last weekend. Uh, he looked fast, sparky on that new Honda ride, SLR again. SLR really making a name for themselves. Uh, I'm telling you, they're pushing that Austrian brand now uh, out of the way, and they're showing that I am here, Honda is here, look out, we want a challenge for wins. Um, if there was a manufacturer championship, it's going to come down to it. I mean, honestly, these guys are uh, these guys are pushing it. So congratulations, Collier. Brandy Richards, again, <laughs> uh, I talked to Brandy last weekend, and you know she, her goal is to be as competitive as she can and push it at the tracks that she thinks she can push it at. Obviously, almost, you know, she led the first lap and then obviously went to second and stayed in second, a strong second for more than half the race. So c congratulations, Brandy. 
Drake Haker I, or Hacker. I don't really know who Drake Hacker is, but congratulations on a third place. I will talk to you. I will get to know you a little bit as we get later on in the series. I want to give a big shout out to, um, you know, these guys, uh, this class, because these are the up and comers, right? This is who we see coming up uh, in the next few years. I mean, there's guys like, uh, let's see, I know Max Shapiro. He races, uh, you know, a, a vast amount of series throughout the year. He's going to be up there, I'm sure, at some point. Jacob Sainfer, I've seen that name a few times. Jace Baldwin, I've seen that name. Destry Stewart. These are your future kids coming up to race, our future guys coming up to race. Um, Matt Canapa, I know he races some races too. Not sure what happened there, but he got a DNF. Uh, I see Michaela Nielsen. Congratulations on your first uh, your first pro-am race. So this week's Baja Bound Amateur Spotlight is going to go to Collier Martinez. Um, again, he's the future. He's he's the next step for the Pro 250 class. I look forward to more results. He's put in a two Ws in a row. He's been highly competitive. I think that having a brother like him, his, that he has is going to help him push to that next level because Cole already knows what he needs to do to help his little brother out. Or I would say the dad knows what to do to help their little brother out. So congratulations, Collier. Uh, I look forward to seeing more out of you over the course of the year. Again, he is your Baja Bound spotlight for the weekend. If you guys need to travel to Baja, make sure you need you have insurance. BajaBound.com. Sign up on there today. Get a quote instantly, and they are your travel guide for traveling to Baja. So, all right, guys. Well, that is your top tier uh, weekend. Uh, two season opening rounds of the National Heron Hounds and the Works um, SRA GP uh, small series that is at Glen Helen was this weekend. Um, that was their opening round. So not really sure about their race weekend, but I know they have a lot of people racing as well. Um, that's it for me. I'm Nick Garvin here doing the West Code podcast, trying to do as much as I can do for you guys and you know the rest of the west coast off-road if you want to help me out a little bit and want to be you know give if you want to show me some uh information when you're at races that i'm not reach out to me get out there show me some information give me whatever you want i will give you props whatever you want to do come on my show i don't care whatever you want to do um congratulations again um if you guys need any any west coast help feel free to reach out. I can probably give you guys some uh, information about some racers or whatnot. Again, uh, round two of the NGPC series is coming up. I will see most of you guys out there. Look forward to it. And again, I'm your host, Nick Garvin, and uh, have a great week. Yeah, it's Monday. Woo! It was a Friday night, I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out and she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I saw more of these my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Drive home, I called her mom from a payphone I said I was the cops and your husband's in jail The state looks down on sodomy And that's about the time that bitch hung up on me Nobody likes you when you're 23 And I still more of these my phone calls What the hell is call ID? My friends say I should have my age What's my age again? What's my age again?